0: (laughs) Well, 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 well. you are now about to witness the awesome a crushing (laughs) might of the U G S Robinson Show Stopper! (laughs) <laughs> yes, my friends, the kid is awake, not sleeping, so the first time in a long time I got to do the th- full-throated scream. Uh, uh, welcome! I bet you didn't expect to see us here a couple hours later than usual, but here nonetheless. Not, it was a dark week for fighting, but we got lots of goodies. This is not just a fight show, you should know that by now. You should know it by now. I got my eyes on you, Starchdale. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let's let Bob sing us in, as he has every week since 2007. It's is Stigmata from the record Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro All of Nothing, and it's still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. Where they hit your car with a hammer, they shoot you to death in a nightclub, and they run your mayor pro tem out of town on a rail. If you're lucky. But we got chalk, and it's full. But listen, listen well. I'm going to take off the glasses. I got a glass problem here. Could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look on your face at your face, whatever. I guess sometimes I'm old, I forget. Anyway, thank you, Bob. Always nothing. Thank you, my friends, my friends. Uh welcome to version uh a two, a three, three of the UGS Robinson Show Stomper. Hey, Mr. Robinson, where you like? Where you been at, Mr. Robinson? We, we ain't seen you. Well, you wouldn't see me during the week anyway, so uh, no harm, no foul. But you know and I know there have been some traveling. And I met some of you in person. JB was in the house. Mr. Pantel was in the house. I don't know if these people want me to use their own names. Ash was in the house. There were like, Chris was in the There were like four or five of yous that actually showed up to the New York event and ah, oh, I gotta tell you, it warmed the cockles of my heart. Cockles, that's right. Cockles of my. You know what cockles are? It means? Like valves. But it's such a good word to use. It's up there with like niggardly attention to detail. Whoa! whoa what? <laughs> what? What? I don't know. N i g g a r d l y. It's a bona fide word. It's not, you can't really use it. Like if you happen to be going camping and you say to somebody, hey, grab that faggot over there. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa, whoa. No, it's a bundle of sticks. You know, you just got to yield. You just got to yield to common usage here. Uh Yeah, Mr. JB right there. Joe Boucher showed up. Uh, Better than most of yous. That's a fucking level of commitment. His name was on the list, however, but let's go through the commercials and we'll get this stuff over with. If you want to donate as some of you have, you want to bet it and forget it, you put it on a um, boucher. It said, now you single-handedly guaranteed I say boutcha. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, but, but uh, for the rest of our time together. Uh, okay, listen. Patreon.com, if you want to set it and forget it. That's uh, uh, patreon.com slash thestomper. Or either uh, either Venmo or Cash App, I can't remember which. It's uh, I think it's uh, Venmo, let's just say Eugene-Robinson-28. Uh, or if you want to do Cash App, it's Planet Oxbow. And, uh, you know, I, I usually give the PayPal address... I, you know, I don't know if you read the article this week. You know, there was a certain point at time where PayPal fucked me hard. And they said, we've got it on good reports that you are a pornographer. So we're canceling your, your account. Now I talked to the guy who was a general counsel at uh, at PayPal, who also happened to be a guy I trained jujitsu with. And he was like backing PayPal's move 100%. I said, you're missing the point. The point is that there was no... I'm, I'm, I can face my accusers in a court, in an American court of law, but I had no, I could not face any accusers. Somebody made some wild allegation and he goes, did you sell pornography? I said, I, I ran a porn review site. It's very different from selling pornography. No, nobody gave me any money in an exchange for which received pornography. Uh, well, they, he goes, it's the same fucking thing. They got you. Oh, really? So in their uh, uh, their official use protocol, they said that if they find that you have somehow breached their rules, they're entitled to charge you twenty five hundred dollars. Now, if you've already had yourself bent over the PayPal barrel, you know that there's no fucking way to address this. There's no redress. There's no facing your accusers. You have zero say. Of course, now PayPal is stumbling over himself with the stock market price, you know, hitting the garbage scow. And they're trying to earn the public start, re-earn the public's trust. And they're like, whoa, well, whoa, we met, whoa, 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 we meant? No, bro. Because anybody who's been been bent over your barrel fucking knows. That hadn't somebody, some sharp-eyed, some gimlet-eyed uh, uh, user not seen that you would have been ready, steady, yanking twenty five hundred dollars out of people's bank accounts on the regular with no recourse, redress, or ability to face your accusers. Yeah, uh, uh, Al Goldstein I knew, uh, Guccione I did not. A friend of mine did. He actually knew Guccione Jr. said he was an all right guy. Goldstein, however, was always on the grift. But whatever, that's he—he uh, he was a, an original. The point is, I'm not going to give out the PayPal address anymore because I don't—I don't, I don't you know, I, look. It was enough that Musk had it. Yeah, you know, Musk didn't even start that company. Like he didn't even start Tesla. But you know, I, I can't. I just can't. Yeah, yeah, That's what I said. The general counsel, a friend of mine, a guy I do jujitsu with, he quit the, the company. But uh, he already took the voluntary buyout. But he was like, yeah, they were in the right. And this is a guy who's predisposed to be favorable. And this was his attitude. Forget about now that he's gone. So I'm not giving the PayPal address out anymore. If you're hardcore in the PayPal and you want to send something through via PayPal, I will let you do that. But I, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't, Yankton is muscle and I don't like muscle. Speaking of which, anybody who has access to Twitter, I suggest you get on there, send a tweet to Dave Mustaine, who's a year older than me and just got his brown belt, and say the challenge has been laid for heavy metal Brazilian uh, 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 jiu-jitsu competition and that he's in my bracket. Let's get this happening. I'm not alone. They're a lot. Harley from the Chromex has been a, a black belt for like eight years. So it's not a wash that I'm going to win this. Duff McKagan, uh, Tommy Lee, Kid Rock, right? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, not a given that the old, you, old Eugene S is going to win this. Yeah, and maybe we get some money on it because it's not a given that old Eugene S Robinson would would try really hard if the money was good. I'm just going to go, hey, it's just about having fun, isn't it? Who cares who wins, who loses the first prize cash money? Not me. Not me. I'm just there to have fun. Just enjoying myself. Rolling around with some guys who make music. Like, you know, look, the guys from uh, Danny from uh, uh, Biohazard, Black Belt. Billy Graziade from Biohazard. Billy from now Billy Bio, Black Belt. Uh, 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 uh Ray Capo from Shelter, black belt. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But no, no. Bob Riley, uh Bob, Bob Riley's a fighter, you'll fight, but he's not a trained fighter. Uh, um you know, he's like more like a a, a melee street fighter. Uh, uh it works better in groups as far as I know. Uh, but you know, when I met Bob, he was a kid. So, there's a lot of years gone by between now and then. I mean, he could have turned into some kind of a fighter. When I met Harley, he was a kid. He was like 10, you know. But like I said, he's been a, a black belt. But, you know, I'm game. Just to show you my heart's in the right place, just to show you my heart's in the right place, I will be glad to uh, to to compete in a uh, charity competition. The charity being broke musicians kids okay. don't have enough money that's a charity so uh send it to send it to mustang mustang and see and see where we go from it. so so you want to know what happened this past week and i did put mma death in the title if you've been following <laughs> if you've been following if you've been following me on twitter I, the only reason i'm laughing i just gotta i gotta uh, uh <laughs> Ah, uh, I I look. I I like Julia Giuliana Pena. She seems like a nice lady. <laughs> but 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 man, the miss the miss loves that one. But that's not what we're gonna start with. We're gonna start with what just happened. If you get the substack, the look what you made me do substack. You see, it's tri-level, multi-level chess. It all ties in. It's like a raga, you know, eight hours, and it comes together in the end. Look what you made me do, how we end the show. Also, the name of the substack, it's there for you to see if you've got the eyes to see it with. So, so, okay, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version for those of you who haven't read the substack, because I just put it out about seven minutes ago. So uh after the hellhole that was my last job, you know, I'm like suddenly, well, keep in mind they fired me in June. They fired me in June, and uh yeah, it was a short piece, so you could have you could have gone through it. So uh they fired me in June, and so I'm tr- as I'm trying to negotiate for severance, having been employee number one, been there for a long time, I'm trying to do this shit soda voce, right? I'm looking for a job, but I'm trying not to, you know, I'm, I don't want to jeopardize my my severance. You know, I want the money to be right. I don't want to, you know, I want to put it all behind me and just move ahead into the future. So I'm in the marketplace waving around my resume, bits and pieces, sort of different places, not really going to some people. I went to some people, you know, some friends and looking at Alina's. Hey, you got anything? What do you got? And uh, and it gave me a taste of the future. And the future that they gave me a taste of was like, well, you know, Eugene. And it reminds me of, of being a roommate with a guy. And he said to me, his famous words to me were, uh, my rent was $50 a month. And he was like, I lived in the garage. It was an unconverted garage with a with a swing door in it. It might as well have been a carport, but it was $50 a month. He was like, hey, you know, you got to pay rent here. I go, uh, Yeah that's kind of what renting a place is about right he was like wow i just want to make sure this doesn't turn into the eugene robinson welfare house i said yo bro the fuck are you talking to you're being a little bit insulting now okay a little bit insulting that you think i can't come up with 50 dollars a fucking month fuck you with all that right so I'm waving around the resume, you know, I'm just like I want to get a job. Hey, this old guy. Hey, he's got a... I actually paid a resume service to rewrite my resume. And They say, "Well, what's your objective?" So I'm a writer, I should be able to do this, but I don't have a good sense of the industry. I want to I want to detract from how old I am because I think ageism is real here in the valley, right? And they go, "Got it." And they turn out a fucking brilliant resume. I love this new resume. I it was worth the 200 bucks I had to pay for it. But I'm getting little dribbles and drabs and then the thing and I can I can't really go live. I want I want to you know, I want to go, 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 go bing. I want to you know, I'm talking to executive headhunters and it's all this creepy crawling muley, me, fucking shit. And then they deny my claim on the basis of some bullshit glass door review for Ozzy that they think I wrote you've heard me tell a story before I'm in the car I'm being interviewed by Ben Smith from the New York Times and as I'm interviewing him the texts are coming through fast and furious are coming through from the lawyer they say they're not going to pay if you don't pull this review down I said I didn't write the review they said he said is that the honest truth I go "To God's honest truth of course you can't prove it because they're all anonymized right And I said, I'm actually insulted that they think I wrote it because the writing is not up to my standards. And if I write something there, you'll know it. In fact, I did subsequently go and put uh, a review up and put myself as editor-at-large, tenure-employee, no question as to who that person is. I got nothing to hide, officer. Come on over, to quote Jeff Galuli. So that's when they deny my claim. Oh, you got to go to glassdoor.com. It's great. Go to any company you want. and You type it in there, and I had a friend who was a VP at Glassdoor. And he goes, companies are killing themselves. You know, they're killing themselves to find out who is leaving these reviews, and they're suing. And Glassdoor has a so far an ironclad policy: we don't, we don't, you know, don't ask because we won't tell. But you go and read the Ozzy reviews, and I just set them to the least favorable. You can set the filter least favorable reviews because those are always howlers. In the case of Ozzy, completely truthful. So um, I'm trying to be quiet. And they deny my severance claim. Keep in mind. Keep in mind, all they know about my finances is that I am a a father with a a, a two-year, almost two-year-old child and uh one elite one older daughter who's still in college who's got a mortgage to pay, and like as of June, no fucking paycheck, no severance, and they're going to deny my fucking unemployment claim on the grounds that it was for for cause because they said pull down the substack, and I refuse to pull down the substack, even though I have texts and emails saying it was perfectly okay for me to start the substack. Ah, there you go, Mr. J.W., nice to see you. So he he says, we and my lawyer says he didn't write it. They say, we don't believe him. We believe he's lying, and that's when I turn back to the phone and say to Ben Smith, you can quote me on all of that. And then the shit goes madhouse. The New York Times piece comes out Sunday. I'm getting my phone is it, it, and this it started a feeding frenzy. I had I had job offers from media companies. I had job offers from large newspapers. I had at least six floating job offers. My head was spinning, especially because you know, uh, like you've seen many a movie. You've seen many a movie. Where there's a great uh, the guy who did Archie and Mejitabel. If you don't know Archie and Mejitabel, the guy says he was a journalist. He died and was reincarnated in the body of a cockroach. So he's still writing beyond the grave, right? This cat. And he, he's got this great story in the old anthology of Archie and Mejitabel where he talks about this wolf that's that's threatening this this beautiful lamb. And a hunter wades into the, into the thing and, and saves the lamb's life, just bashes the wolf's head in. And, you know, the, the sheep is or the lamb is so thankful or the sheep, whatever. So fucking thankful. And that, you know, the guy's like, you're safe now. You're safe with me. Come on home. And then the guy gets the sheep home. Of course, he kills the sheep and eats the sheep. This is what was my concern. I got, I got at least five or six job offers coming out of it, which is more than I had the entire six months of starvation worrying about where money was coming from before. Wife not working, young kid, another kid in college worried about cash. But I don't want to be the guy frying pan into the fire, right? That's not the guy I want to be. And I don't know what to do. I'm like, you know, I, I keep my shoulder my burdens uh, without complaint, but it's in my head. Like, where do I go? I don't. know what this is. I think door one, door two, door three. Door, well, it could be a tiger with it. And then I get a call from Wong Duty, and I'm like, you know what? I just can't. The name, I just can't. I can't with the name. Yeah. You know, it's like I had a, I had a, and not an ex, but you know, girl, whatever. It Doesn't matter. We had some. And she ended up, she wanted to be an actress, but then she ended up working a side hustle on her way to trying to be an actress. And she worked for this company called Looney Balloony. Now, there's nothing shameful like the Chinese say don't laugh at the prostitute, laugh at the poor person. You know, if you're if you're making something pay, whatever. I'm not gonna, but Looney Balloony, it just stuck in my head. Looney balloony. So I don't want to be that guy. Wong duty. And Ruby, my daughter was working at some big ad agency now called Widen and Kennedy. And she just pretty much bulldogged her way into that job. They had no job. And she just harassed them until they fundamentally gave her internship. And then Kennedy himself go, how come we haven't hired this person? Hired her. And then he died. It's like just a model of fantastic right time, right place timing. She says, you should do it, Dad. And I go, really? She goes, my friend, she named a friend. I don't know if the friend wants to be part of the show. She works there. She loves it. So I start taking it more seriously. Two of the other places, I do some due diligence and one of the bosses, one of the bosses gets outed by the daily beast as a boss from hell. I turn the I turn that job down. That person flies flies up from LA. Goes, I want to talk to you face to face if it's about that article. I said, I just got I know I got a lot of things to consider. And that person tells me, Listen, those complaints were levied by twenty somethings, Gen Zers who don't know shit about hard work. I want to win us a Pulitzer, and we're going to do that, goddammit, it! And you shouldn't let anything you read in that article affect you. Okay. The other cat, big show, big media company. Ask a few people, three people when I say few. The word came up three separate times from three different people in three different geographies. Hell, hell, hell. All these hunters looking for a lamb to take home to help out. Wong duty starts looking a little bit better. So, all right, well, you know, I mean, uh, of course, all of my journals and friends are like, "What are you stupid? You stay with me you? Who would they? But they, if they've been paying attention long enough, they know I'm the best kind of prostitute. They laughed at me when I went in house at Intel and Apple and Adobe. Oh, you're not a real journalist anymore. You can't write. What you? You're just a corporate hack. Oh well. And you're just a guy unemployed, trying to script together two nickels. Forget it. I'm jump like empires of the sun, John Malkovich. I'm jumping out of that railroad car. I'm picking up the rock. So I finally said, "All right, I'm gonna." Long duty gives me the title, assistant vice president, and they say hey, they have a single KPI, key performance indicator, and that's it. You make us famous. That's it. So in almost uh, uh, almost years since I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, JB. In olden times, and olden times, they would have we. I would have explained to you that Wong Duty is an ad agency. <laughs> but nobody who's at an ad agency, Accenture, Razorfish, Droga, none of these companies call themselves A-, A A A K Q Q A. None of them call themselves ad agencies anymore. Why didn't Kenny? It's not an ad agency because it's not just about ads anymore, right? It's not just about it's about a 360 degree deal and I'm not going to be a corporate flack here and pretend to explain it to you but it's 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 a back end, it's a front end, it's identity campaigns, it's branding, it's commercials, it's web properties, it's it's promotions, it's everything. It's turnkey everything. Accenture is huge. They got like 50,000 if you start a company and say I need some sort of. I'm looking to generate a four percent increase in sales over the year. And it, it, you go to them, and they they're like McKinsey for 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 businesses. McKinsey does businesses, but McKinsey also does governments and private people. That that's what it, it's like. It's uh, powered by emphasis, uh, a large multi billion dollar Indian uh, uh, company. That's the the you know, <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah, I said that everybody who works it is great. So anyway, like yeah, because I don't want to go on for too long So my one KPI is made. So since then, since November, I got an article, one in ad, you know, one in adage, one in like Ad Week, or a couple in Ad Age, couple in Ad Week, one in the LA Times, uh, um, and, and then I've had three articles written, three more articles written on the metaverse on. Uh, sustainability on something else that haven't been we not been successful placing them. Uh, it, it, I can't remember what the, the third one is, but we're working on. But then you know, so I start to do the math, and I say that if that's my one KPI. Um, I'm either going to have to double down and bust my ass, just harassing like you know all these cats I know at real newspapers to to place some of this stuff, or just to keep myself. From rotting away, I'm going to have to do something. So I go, hey, why don't I borrow from the Substacks five easy pieces and just do something that I know how to do that's easy, that's fun for me. We'll call it the, the live five. And we'll do it with just five questions, five answers in, out, nobody gets hurt. We'll just run it in general to put up a fourth wall or pull down a fourth wall and let people look inside, you know, a place where creative people dwell where creative magic happens, right? To get to, to restart the cool creative factor, you know, which any, most companies over 30 years old need, right? I just decided to do that. It's something I could do. It's something that, that, that'll that'll be fun. It's something that, that, that'll be useful, right? Um, It'll, it'll start to move eyes and start to get more people over to WongDuty.com and, it's as well a talent recruitment thing, right? People go, oh, that's cool. That's cool. They don't, I don't do it. That's cool. So you start to, you know, you start to build a set of steam. At the very least, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm contributing to the website, right? This is what marketing does. PR marketing is what we do. I'm editing other people's articles. I'm doing all this stuff. But this takes very easy. You do an interview, bing, bang, boom, in, out, it goes up. So I start doing it. Man, I started doing it, and I'm having fun doing it. I will do one a week. I mean, keep in mind you should do 14 articles a week for Ozzy, which was uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let them never see you coming, says Mister Al Pacino. Um, but then they hire a hot shot, like a bona fide hot shot, and I don't know this hot shot from anything. Like our worlds have never intersected. The person's name is Grace Francis, and Grace Francis comes in like out of the blue reaches out to me as, as a kindred spirit goes, what the fuck? And I go, what? They go, I, is there any other agency like in the world that has a person of, uh uh no, that, that's a devil's advocate reference, <laughs> the Pacino one. Is there any agency in the world that has a, a journalist, a journalist of your caliber on staff? I go, I don't think so. Most journalists of my caliber have morals, ethics, and, fashion themselves real journalists so they would never do this. But I, I just I'm in love with words, so I'm glad to do it. And I'm not I'm not cooking the books here. These are legitimate interviews. So whatever, what do I care? Whether it's in Rollingstone.com or for longdutycom right? And they say, how come the company's not making a bigger deal out of it? You got Mike Patton, you got Vernon Reed, you got Lydia Lunch, you've got Chelsea Wolf, you've got and I go, I I don't know. You know, I mean it's just something to amuse myself and you know, these are ratings winners. I have a stats machine all the time. I'm paying attention because of my one KPI, you know, key performance indicator, make it famous. If if I got pieces that debut as a most read thing on wongduty.com, I'm golden. So I got these pages, Steve Albini, you know, um um and I don't think I did Steve Albini. I did Steve Albini for for five Easy Pieces. I don't I haven't done him for WongDuty Duty yet. Or did I? I forget. Um, so, um, and then also there's another thing too, like, of course, you know, a lot of people could do what I'm doing, but without even trying very hard, you know, not even trying very hard, which just goes to show you that nobody tries hard at all. You know, we have, we have people all across the spectrum, right? None of this, Oh, George Floyd has so shocked me that I got to do something with black folks in it. It's just the people who I know. Some are black, some are gay, some are trans, some are wh- yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's it's a nice spread of people who are doing interesting shit, right? And so Grace says, "Look, we should pull this out. We should do it separate I was like, "All right, your call." I mean, I'm game. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing otherwise. But cool. And they say, "Well, let's call it End of Nowhere," and we'll launch it, and um, and it'll sit on its own site, like October 10th. Now, how about that? We'll have a launch party in London and get all the media there and involved. And, and then we'll have one in New York and then have it, you know, and then have just the, maybe some of the people you interviewed, have them all show up and then, you know, make a big deal about it. And I was like, OK, cool. And um, and so we start planning this thing. And um, and, you know, it's kind of like when, you know, the cool kids are over in the corner whispering. You know, the the people who, um, yeah, there was a London launch, but I I didn't fly out for it. They they didn't have the budget to fly me out for it. But it's kind of like the cool kids in the corner, like whispering stuff. And then people are like, oh, what are they doing over there? So, I mean, bit by bit sort of people at long duty who are very kind of tied into doing things. uh, I mean, you know, it's an ongoing concern. You got heavy hitters there. You got big business stuff. You know, and everybody's got cost centers. It's like a law firm. You tie to your cost center, and you know it might be cool and entertaining what you're doing, but if I can't put it down, if I can't put a cross reference to somebody's paying for it, i was just wasting time.
1: But I had no choice.
0: I had to do something. I had to do something, and I had a very singular KPI. Um, so all of a sudden, I started generating heat and light, and you know the group is excited. We're all excited. So they do the event in London, and it's a it's a it's a, a smash. And then they did the one in, in New York. And like I said, I didn't mention it. I didn't go on and on and mention it in the show because I don't want to put my thumb on the scale. That's why you only heard me mention it on the show like like two, like two a week ago when I opened. So you, D, you DM me. I'll put you on the list. You'll go. Four, for four or five of you showed up. JB was, was one. And like I said, there were four or five others. You actually showed up. It was cool. And, of course, that was also strategic <laughs> because we couldn't afford security. So I don't want to be, if, if things got out of hand, I don't want to be the only one there swinging. I knew I could count on people who watch the show to be there swinging with me. <laughs> I mean, I actually did say that. I said, yeah, you know, I'm a black belt in jujitsu and, and a former bouncer. It doesn't mean I want to be doing that at my own event. So uh, so they they uh, kicked out this budget for the, the event and that's what we had. And tomorrow, October 10th, all the stuff that had existed on WongDuty.com, <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that had existed on WongDuty.com is gone from wongd.com and it'll be ported over to the endofnowhere.com. And all of it will be all the images of the people we interviewed will be redesigned. And I gotta pull out, I gotta pull down all the stuff to uh I gotta pull out all the stuff today, tonight, after the show. And then it the lead off is too late, I guess, maybe for people to scoop me if they were prone to do it Will be I finally, after six months of trying, got a hold of Macy Gray. So that'll be the lead, and then it'll be all the others that, that went in. Or maybe, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but Macy Gray will be part of their offering. So um, so that's that's what the party was about. Um no man, hey, hey, JW, you've been you've been missing a few shows, my man. Where is it? Where the fuck is it? Where's that? Where's my black belt? Oh man, actually, where is it? Is that a- it's it's over there. I, what the hell? Where is it? Well, look, I got the black belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh it, it it it's here somewhere. So, so that's so that's so that's what was happening in New York. And it was like I said, like much like the internet. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for showing up. It was much like the internet, it was it had the potential for being the world's most uncomfortable dinner party. I've said that about the about the, uh, uh, the, about, you know, social, you know, like the ex of mine is like sniping at me on the interview in the early days of Facebook. Now oh, you, you know, you're, you, you know, why'd you go suck some dick? I go, whoa, whoa, what? you know, my mother reads this. My kids are reading this. What are you doing? You got to beef with me. Just send me an angry email like everybody else, But putting that shit on my post, that stuff on my wall. You out of your mind? So, but this was a small version of that. You know, my mom showed up. My sister, one of my sisters showed up, her husband, yeah, uh, Ruby actually flew out The uh, dual purpose. There's a big uh, White and Kennedy meeting in New York. So a lot of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, uh, showed up and, um, and, you know, people I know from the hard, hardcore folk, from the hardcore scene, people who are still involved in music who are not just hardcore folks. Um, I, I, you know, I had... I just, every exes, well, I had friends, everybody showed. It was, it was, and then there's some people, there's one guy who showed up, whose wife is famous. Like I've been reading her stuff for years on CNN. And she told me to come. And apparently she advised him to come on the basis of her belief that I was Eugene H. (laughs) That I was Eugene H. Robertson from the Washington Post. And he said, as he showed up, he looked at me, he's like, my wife's friends with him, but <laughs> I—I thought he was like a old kind of dowdy guy. <laughs> my friends, my wife's been friends with this handsome guy for, <laughs> He's telling me this, and I'm like, "What's your wife look like?" <laughs> I no no no, I'm fucking with you, man. I'm just fucking with you. No, you. She's talking about Eugene Age, you know. I'm Eugene S. I, you know, I write about celebrities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who the fuck is that guy? I, I, you know, So, but he showed up. And of course, there's a series of photos and I'm picking through the photos that are going to be part of the launch. And there's like one photo where it just looks, there were about 60 people there, right? But there's one photo, it looks like they're like 600. And that one guy from CNN is in a series of fucking photos, look at like eight photos, all great photos with the exception of this guy who's on his fucking phone on each of the photo each of the photos i'm like oh, oh what the fuck he's probably texting his wife you you he, he, he said he was, he's this guy is i don't know what he was on uh, eight photos ruining as i whatever man people look at their phones if it's just one photo what do you think he's, he's not he may be looking maybe he had the baby who knows who knows but the event was good. There was free pizza. There was free booze. Had a DJ. Uh, got postcards. Got I, I got lots of ephemera from it. And of course, uh, the Substack is about it. And then tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, the whole thing goes live. Uh, and I got apparently I should have pulled it down before the weekend. The stuff on long duty because it takes a couple of uh, uh, days for the search engines to rev rev it out. In other words, if you type in Chelsea Wolf. Yeah, Wong Duty will still come up probably Tuesday or Wednesday. You won't automatically go to the end of nowhere. But those of you listening know you should go to the endofnowhere.com. Not today, but tomorrow. The guys who are doing all that stuff are in England, so they'll probably do it when we're asleep. If you're on the West Coast for sure, and then in the morning it'll be it'll be up. So that's where we've been, uh, in New York City. And I I don't like to say that where I'm gonna be when I'm there. As many a hip hop guy is learned, you say that after shit, after you've been there, not before you're there, because all kinds of world of surprises await. But in this instance, I, I, I had to do it and I wanted some of you to come. So it was nice to meet you in person. Um, one of the guys was a friend of Alexi's and he's like, man, it's eerie. And I was like, what? What's that? He goes, I watch a show every week. I go, which one? He goes, well, if the shoes fit feels like I know you but we've never talked before. I go, what's what's creepy about that? He goes, I like, you might be sending me secret messages in my eyes. I go, okay, I gotta talk to somebody else. <laughs> secret messages in your brain. What are you fucking talking about? You know? So um but but it was interesting this week too. So like I'm in I'm in in New York, all right? So your news I don't know if you've noticed this or this happens to you, but your news feed uh yeah your news feed changes right like your news feed slightly changes based on where you are and it, it, from everything. Right. So and MMA and, and so on. Um, and one of the guys that showed up, uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Uh, even though, yeah, the Well, you're going to probably going to miss the boon, the last of the Boonewell shows Uh JW. So, uh, you know, so the news is a bit different. And I'm like, there's uh there's a, uh, there's something weird going on with MMA, right? Like, it's weird in every regard. And it's almost to a certain degree. I, I don't want to give us too much credit here on the lowly Eugene, Eugene S. Robson Show Stomper, but it's almost to a certain degree like the Baldwin might be listening to the show or watching it or, you know, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, is paying attention because at the same, t- they're floating at the same time, um, at the same time, that they are, you know, uh, deep-sixing any talk about Stipe, and they're deep-sixing any talk about Francis Ngannou. Um, They're still, now they're advancing this article about how John Johnny Boney Joni will come into his full strength probably in 2024. Do not dangle this fucking carrot. You know 2023 is a year to make this happen. Do not fuck this up. This time next year, if that hasn't happened, I won't be talking about MMA. I know that's a threat that doesn't make a difference to you, but uh, people grow out of sports all the time. Chicho, Chicho impostado grew up going to baseball games with his father, made it through the first baseball strike, the second baseball strike, killed it. 37 years of baseball fanhood out the fucking window. He couldn't take it. Perfect storm of super high uh, uh, high uh, 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 ticket prices to watch your games live. Fracturing of TV, how you were going to watch the event if you didn't go to the actual games. And then life where you realize, hey, whoa, you're striking? Fuck you. He was out. Maybe he'd read it in the newspaper. Maybe he wouldn't. I feel like that. I feel like all oh, these monkeys are jumping on her. Oh, is she, shining the bald one's dome any way they can to curry favor. And then God forbid you should say something anti the bald one and the whole coterie of nut jumpers will find you in the comments. Unlike these sensitive types, I've been canceled. You know, I don't like you. And I'm happy to see you. I'm going to offer you not one, not three, but two testicles to juggle in your mouth, if you like, just to show you my heart's in the right place. And they're like, oh, oh, you, 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 you. what, what? That seems to be a pretty damn gracious offer. I've made it before. And the people who have taken me up on it seem to be pretty happy in the aftermath. So... uh I, I I don't know what to tell you. You know, this 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 weird what is it? What is it? What is it called? Um sci-op that is that is that is MMA. Like and the article about the bald one and it has been he's still doing his charm offensive where there was another article about how he now he gave you know $10,000 to rescue one of the Barstool sports guys Bob Menner. I don't know who these guys are. People, you know, people think because I'm in a band, they all, oh, have you heard the, the Mission of Burma record from 1970? It's like, man, I know Mission of Burma. I think I've even seen them play, but I'm not one of these exhaustive audiophile cats who's like got every fucking four versions of Inagata da Vida, different mixes. I, you know, I just listen to the music I like, what I listen to, I listen to what I like. I'm all right, right, And I'm with this MMA, and like, it's a pastime, you know. I'm obsessed with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But I don't have to do that to be tied into this, 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 this—the monkey machinery of the bald one and his acolytes. I don't have to be there, and I'm sure that those acolytes get your fingers poised over the keyboard. Well, get the fuck out then, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I've watched, I've watched, I've been watching since the, the, the number one, and was actually training before. It was training with Paul, Paul Bernard, Brian the Fury Johnson. Probably before number two or three happened. The sport is not built for me. Baldwin doesn't give a fuck about me. Much like Sorrell. Much like the people who run 24-hour fitness. The guy who's there all the time, you don't make money off of him. You make money off the 30-day plans. Keep signing those guys. You know? I watch five fights a year. I'll pay 80. I don't complain. I don't steal you know, I buy a whole bunch of, you know, tap out gear. They don't even sell. I saw a guy with a homemade tap out shirt when I was in New York. I was like, whoa. You know, and if you don't think there is, I'm trying to ask John Nash to dig into. If you don't think there's some sort of connection between ADCC and and uh, uh, the OOFSE, you're wrong. I, I smell it and I can feel it in my bones. Maybe it's it's obvious, and maybe everybody knows, and I'm just the one who hasn't been paying attention. But it seems to me, you know, oh, this is a, if if I'd be very, very, very surprised if uh, G- Gordon Ryan at some point doesn't dip his toe in for a high high value, high stakes, uh, you know, uh, payday. And they're still moving the same crusty fucking pieces around, you know. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine that they're still moving the same crusty fucking pieces around oh mcnuggets accused anal rapist mcnuggets is gonna fight patty Pimlet. of course he loves it he loves it he's got nothing else at this point this is it this is it this is like the 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 abused partner who figures i'll get any kind of attention i if i if i can't get positive i'll take negative attention I mean, you know, he knows as well as anybody else. Roadhouse better be good. It better not be Leonard Part 6. Y- y- you want a handhold to the next branch, that better be a good branch. Otherwise, you and Gina Carano could sit around and talk about, yeah, you 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 remember when the, the when I when I used to you remember, you remember when I used to do that thing that time with that thing? What the yeah, you were, and then she could be like, "Yeah, beep, bop boop, Remember before that? That was funny, huh? The beat bop boop, Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I gotta go. Let me hop on my my uh, my Lamborghini speedboat. I'll see you later, Gina. Hey, what, is that a specialized bike or is that a Sh- Schwinn? Good look. See ya. <laughs> Come on, Get the fuck out of here with this. Of course, the twenty second uh we got something big we got something big and i think that the week before that i don't get to do care don't care but i'm sure steph will ask me for my picks and so i will send them out via the twitter machine but there's something rotten stinking afoot in the world of and i don't know what it is if you're paying attention you, you 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 if you if you if you pay attention and you're sent you can feel what I'm feeling. It doesn't feel good or healthy. I, I kind of feel like it's George H W Bush when he was talking about his VP pick, and he goes, "It's it's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going to be so big." And when I when I announce who it is, it's just going to be such a right thing that you're going to be like, "Wow, why didn't I think of that?" And then you're like, "My God, this guy is like." Oh, who, would Jesus Christ did he pick out of the flock and his Dan Quayle? People like, what? Of course, having been Reagan's VP and orchestrated the shooting of Reagan. Oh, you think George H.W. didn't do that? Oh, what about the George H.W. Bush family connections between his family and the Hinkley's? Oh, former head of the CIA thinking he didn't know what's going on? Oh, stop it. He had no intention of being Reaganized. It's a miracle Reagan didn't die during that shooting without the quick thinking of a, I've got, <laughs> that is why Eugene S. Robinson is not a secret service man. That guy jumped in the way of those bullets. and was like, ah, oh, you know, I got to save the president. And I would be standing there saying like, I hope somebody saves the president. Well, that's your job, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm at HW. Is, is that your job? Like the Uvalde, the entire Uvalde uh, 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 police force, the entire one, <laughs> the entire one. Nah, nah, <laughs> the entire. I, I wonder who's gonna save those kids. Uh, who, who who's gonna save them? Who who's gonna save them? I, I hope somebody some. I hope somebody saves those kids. Hey, ain't ain't you it's like from apocalypse now who's in charge here soldier ain't you (laughs) there's nobody in charge here anywhere but that's not with the oofsie that's not what's happening something's happening and let me tell you let me tell you if you're concerned or interested in the machinations in the next few years we're going to see a lot more of this don king will not be walking this planet in five years neither will bob arum oscar de la hoya has proven himself to be an insignificance so that's not an issue. Vince McMahon has has sexed himself out of the game. The the combat sports enterprise. There's no growth deltas in any sports. You're not leaving behind tennis to become an MMA fan. You're not going to turn off God. You might be both now, but we're not poaching anybody, right? So the the, del- the growth deltas are not external, exterior growth deltas. That's not what they are. They're interior. All the people who have the demonstrated willingness or, or an interest in paying attention to combat sports, you know, Uh now that you've got people, Honda, fighting in the WWE, WWE fans have more than the passing familiarity with people. There's been this cross-pollination with Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, all these cats, back and forth, even CWCM Punk, whatever this guy's name is, back and forth. There's been enough without Vince McMahon at the helm, we're talking about the same pool, but we're talking about distributions now. Distributions. The bald ones say, oh, you know, Oofsi is out of the boxing business. These guys don't know how to run a successful business. You know, that's like saying good doggy until you get your hand on the rock. Saying good doggy until you get your hand on the rock. So, you, you know, uh, um, Hold on here. Uh, let's do this. Um, you, you you put your hand on that rock. I'm not interested in boxing. I'm not interested in boxing. Bob Aram dies. I'm not interested in boxing. I'm not interested in boxing. Don King dies. I'm not interested in boxing. You know, some, Oscar, the holly, the, there's the, some bonehead thing, and then the hand rests on the rock. You guys want to get out? You come through me. Because while a Tyson Fury is not fighting for less than 50 mil, the baldwin has demonstrated with the UFC that you don't need those guys. How many signings did they have this week alone of people under 18? There was somebody else, a second or third fighter, or under 18 for sure. Another 17-year-old fighter, 16, and 17-year-old fighter. What kind of fucking contracts do these people sign? Well, their parents had to be involved. Oh, Really? You mean the parents, like the parents who sent that 13-year-old girl over to Roman Polanski's house? Oh, he's a film director, honey. <laughs> 13-year-old daughter. You know, one of my kids' coaches at one point said to me, hey, if you ever need help babysitting Lola, just let me know. She's so cute. I go, I got three daughters. He's like, yeah, but uh... I go, why would you pick out one? He's like, what do you? No, I'm just saying, man. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird what you just said there. I'm giving him the I'm giving him the, the Jake Lamar thing. You yourself don't know what you yourself just said. If you're the father of daughters, this shit happens all the time. There's one guy, a psychologist. He's given rides. He's given rights. Nah, this Dana getting in shape thing is because if you watch last week's show, it's part of the charm offensive. He just ran that web thing of like 10.4 at least. They, that same web thing said, I was going to live until I was 92. It says some bullshit thing. It's like, it, you know, if you look at the optical illusion, if you, if you see a skull in this or you see a woman's body, it means that you like soup. Get the fuck out of here with that. It's not science. It's not science. It's not science. He's uh, trying to run. He, I'm not going to be around for much longer. You know, hand on the rock, hand on the rock. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in boxing. I can't really Hand on the rock, hand on the rock. Bob Aram dies. hand on the rock. Don King dice, and I got you. I got you. Pictures of him shirtless, hand on the rock, hand on the rock. Because Tyson Fury's not. Mayweather's not. But there's nature abhors a vacuum and that vacuum is not being filled. And you got plenty of fighters, boxers lower down who would say, hey, man, I, I worked with an Olympic boxer when I was at Nikon. Dude worked in the mail room. Fought, boxed in the Olympics. I said, hey, man, what do you get? He's like, ah, oh man, I can't, I can't get any fights. Well, you can't, I can't get any fights to pay anything. I hear these fights here, you know, they're offering like $1,000, $2,000. Oh, that's why those guys get 50 mil. In the bald one's head, it's an unhealthy business. Redistribute that 50 mil. But in the bald one's head, he's not saying redistribute it to the guys in the mailroom who box. He's saying redistribute it to me and I can get I can I can build, get a bunch of 17-year-old hot shots. Hey, LeBron James started playing when he was 17. Tiger Woods when he was 19. What's wrong with a young athlete who pays, takes a little bit? Oh, stop it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. That's right. People forget about that history. Well, you know, Tyson, Tyson furies people. Uh, you can't you can't make any headway. It's like when I was gonna do when I was going to do some of those underground fight things in England. And that, this is before England. And the guy was like, you know, you can make $5,000 a fight, 5,000 pounds a fight. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in. And he goes, but you can't do any of the MMA shit. What are you talking about? You can't kick a guy's legs out. You, you know, you can't throw a guy to the ground. It's straight boxing. I go, where the fuck have these guys been? What are you, you know? Uh, you know no no that's not the way it works man it's not where that's that way that the way you think it works is not the way it works the way it works is the way they say it works and I was like well I think I'll take the fight anyway he's like Eugene I'm not fucking around Pete was his name Pete was telling me Eugene I'm not fucking around. if you go in there and you do some shit like that <laughs> just don't do some shit like that and I was like wow man okay I mean, he's not, he wasn't a scared, scary, scary, prone to be scared type guy. He was not that guy. But this was something that he was very concerned about. <laughs> and that's where the Tyson Fury's people, you know, there's some people you fuck with and some people you don't. Now, Aunt accused of a rapist. Connor McNuggets hangs out with some of the same types of people. But like, if you ever read what Sammy De Bull Gravano said about John Gotti, you know why he's, he has relinquished his 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 prerogatives, like John, uh, like Gotti said about, or uh, uh, Garano said about Gotti. He goes, John Gotti forgot that what we do, this thing of ours, it's a secret society. You don't be appearing on the cover of fucking Time magazine, and once you do that, you belong to the world. Yeah, exactly, Tommy Pounds. You belong to the fucking world. Conor, Connor, accused a Rippers. Conor McGregor hangs out with the same people but he's been running his mouth so relentlessly. He belongs to the world, man. Belongs to the world. No, Sammy Gravano very specifically was speaking about John Gotti. If you read Underboss, his book, he was very specifically speaking about John Gotti. So, so those guys are untouchable, but those guys are also time-limited. They got a sell-by date. Sell-by date. If you don't think the bald one is making moves, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. He why? Like dirty Harry's because he didn't like shit. He, he's got nothing else. How many hip hop records are you gonna make? What's he gonna retire to? And it's a vacuum. You know what? I hate to do this, be sympathy for the bald one. I hate to be that cat sympathy for the bald one, but the reality of it is, like in catch 22 he'd be stupid. He he would be stupid to not do it. Vince McMahon is gone. Aram's dead. King is dead. De La Hoya is insignificant. Mayweather is doing his exhibition matches because people will pay him, watch him do a fucking crossword puzzle, whatever. Somebody's gonna step into the breach. American mafia, Italian mafia in New York takes takes it in the ass from Giuliani's investigations, all the RICO statutes bust and people turn states as evidence. And somebody who said to me, so, you know, isn't New York is night nice without organized crime. It's like, are you, are you fucking kidding? Are you, are, are you kidding? You do realize it's a bona fide industry. And just because the Italians were moved out, does it mean this that's not going to be Oh, you mean the Russians, the Russians, the Albanians, the Jamaicans, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't, frankly, JB, I don't have the constitution for it. I, I actually don't. I, the closest I've been to the internal workings have both been through Scott Coker and and sideways with uh, Federico LaPenda, uh, WVC World Valley Tudo Champion, the only actual no holds barred fight for a long time. That's the closest I've been. And I just, I don't, have, I, I travel with uh, LaPenda and, and color commentate those fights he did in Russia. Back in like 1999, 2000, 2001, and I learned a lot from the guy. What I learned, I said stuff that would have, as a New Yorker, would have flipped me out and had me raging and throwing shit. He had this very Brazilian attitude. He was just like, "Ah, right, man, where are you? Dying? Where?" And I and I got back, and I was like, "I got to be more Brazilian, man. This is I gotta relax, I gotta relax, shit, relax. whatever. Ah, relax. I gotta, I gotta move to Brazil." this is a great attitude about life. You just relax things in their own time. And, and two things changed my mind. A buddy of mine said, that's great until you like need your car fixed. Or alternatively cars being what we call literary terms, foreshadowing. I'm in traffic. And some guy cuts me off and then Bing, New Yorker and me came back. The Brazilian was gone and I was back to be it myself, but it lasted six months. But he was, and of course, but Frederico Lopenda now got out as soon as he can. What is he doing now? Film production. Nobody beat you up. You're not hanging around with gang, as many gangsters. And, uh, you know, most people like movies. Not everybody likes fighting. So, uh, so uh, I, you know, so there you go. Um, so that was, that was, I, something is smelly and stinking going on. I'm not sure what it is. And now you got Hamsat, who is now stuck in Chechnya with, the, uh, not Chechnya, where he, uh, uh, yeah, he's stuck in Chechnya, right? They won't give him his passport and the whole thing with Russian, kid going nuts because he thinks every sign, every sign of, of uh, Ukrainian uh, military victory is some American neocon propaganda driven by the CIA and none of it's real and Russia's really winning. It's just, it's, it's, it's. It's madness. The entire world is unbalanced in madness. And like when I've been in the middle of a riot or a civil insurrection before, I think I'm just going to stand there and watch for it all to die or blow over or something. I'm not running out in the street, not like Charlie Chaplin when he's following the the construction truck and it drops its red flag and he picks it up, and all the commies running or marching see him running with the red flag and run behind him because they think the revolution has begun. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then the number one biggest search phrase is how to break a limb in Russia. 20 year old men are not having this conscription, they're leaving. I got five people in the in the Ukraine who who kidnapped they believes they're still they just don't know what the fuck is going on. A guy in his underwear in Austin knows more than my friends who are in country. Whatever, man. You know, you can't tell the players without a without a scorecard. I don't know. I do know end of nowhere happens tomorrow. And I do know I expect you all to check it out. Yeah, I mean, if you've been paying attention, you've been reading all the articles anyway, so whatever. But there's a value add to it. There's a value add, so so there is it. Anyway, uh, what's what's happened? There was no. I don't. I don't. I don't remember if Steph ran the care don't care last week. So we'll then run it again Monday at noon. But in any case, I do know Tuesday is if the shoes fit. End of nowhere tomorrow. Possibly care don't care tomorrow Tuesday if the shoes fit. Uh, next week, of course, it it will be. Uh, I don't. I can't. I can't vouch for anything that happens next week since uh, Thursday. I got that big festival to play, and I got a few shows with uh, Broomwell. So maybe I'll do some some more tour diaries. And uh, uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's that, that's what needs Nate, needs doing. He wants him in. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. BC. Yeah, I love that. George Carlos, anyway, so that's this week. Uh, Oh, I got here. Oh, I'll show you something. I'll show you something that only people that stuck to the end will get to see you. will You'll dig this. Uh, and I was told not to show it out, but I, I'm just going to show it to you in the briefest of moments. Uh, I got, I got a preliminary mock-up of the cover of the memoir and, you know, well, of course, we've been fighting about it because that's kind of what what I do. But, you know, uh, this is a, a glimpse at it. Da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. That's it. <laughs> so this is version 233 three of the S. Robinson Showstopper. Thanks for listening. We'll see. I don't know about next. Well, we'll see what happens. But until then, don't die because, you know what? Well, look what you made me do!